Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. With your hosts, Swagzilla Zero G. We can't all be winners. And Mike, the feverish Fidero. It's never in a vacuum! Nothing is in a vacuum! The Rookie Fever Podcast. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. That's it, baby. Welcome back to Rookie Fever episode. Fidero, do you know what episode it is? 279? 274. Four, and I'm here as always, Fenero. Do you know who you are? Feverish. <laughs> the Feverish Fenero. Episode 274. I'm gonna eclipse that 300 mark very, 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 very soon. So today we're going to be talking about a couple things actually, but we're gonna be talking about like what, what does it take to show success of a rookie in year one to sort of maintain that value to meet our expectations and maybe even what we expect that the value gods would want to maintain some of the expectations of some of these rookies, but then some realistic expectations as well. Hell of a week though. We don't get much very often. I thought of you today. I think of you a lot, but <laughs> I have a scenario I'm throwing at you here. Baker Mayfield traded to the Carolina Panthers, Robbie Anderson, was disgruntled before he was ever there. Now he's backtracked his words a little bit. And nevertheless, let, let's, I want to, I'm going to create a world for you where Robbie Anderson does not exist on that team. Mm. <laughs> Trying to get me excited about Terrace Marshall. I'm wondering, I'm wondering, like, is that, did you think at all about this? Has this passed through your mind? I know you got a share for me. I know you're yep. buying a little bit of the dip after it expired a little bit. Mm -hmm. How are I think you feeling about that situation I, for Terrace Marshall with Baker Mayfield? And do you presume that Baker Mayfield is going to be the starter? And obviously, I'm guessing Terrace Marshall did not meet our success expectations in year one. No, I was just about to say that I think that's a great piece of news to bring up before we chop it up on this subject because... Um, Terrace Marshall showed us nothing. You want to talk about a dip, brother. Um, Terrace Marshall's free. Uh, Even Robbie Anderson, kind of. Yeah, this is true. But 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 going back to our rookies, I mean, Terrace Marshall was a a, a very large disappointment, and um, so 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 much of a disappointment, Swags, that I I, I I'm really finding it difficult to get excited. Like I I find it more likely that Rashad Higgins gets playing time. Um, as being someone that has played with Baker Mayfield, um, over Terrace Marshall. Now, okay. does that mean, um, um, uh, I'm out? No, I, I, I do own that one share. That is the one share I have. So I'm going to um, be completely honest with the world. I don't know if I knew Higgins was in Carolina. Was that part yeah. of the trade or when did? No, I'm, he's I'm ignorant. There. Like, I'll, I, I feel like I know a lot and I, I don't. Yeah. He's I'm there. As we go, guys, I'm here with you on Rookie Fever. <laughs> and Rashad Higgins is a Carolina Panther. How long has this been? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's It's been a minute. Um, it was this offseason, I believe. Um, so, 
you know, and honestly, like I'll answer one of your earlier questions. Yes, I think Baker's the starter. Um, I think that's um, they'll they'll talk about how it's going to be a battle or something like that in camp, but I, I I don't believe so. He also has incentives built in, which are which are pretty minimal, I think, to to get paid what what he wanted to or was going to get paid this year. So um, I think they made a move to do this. I think that. Baker's comments came out, what was it, one week ago or two weeks ago, where he's like, I think we've already made this decision. Like, we've gone our separate ways. And very yeah. shortly after yep. that, this happens. I don't think that's a mistake. Um, there might have been a small door open in Cleveland because I think they're probably panicking right now. Um, I do believe that uh, Watson is going to get a significant um, suspension. I personally believe that he will get an indefinite suspension from the league that will get talked down to a full year. So it's going to feel like, you know, the Players Association got him off of the indefinite label, which is which is utterly scary, um, down to a full year. And I think that full year is going to feel, hopefully for some, as adequate suspension. For others, it will not be an adequate suspension. But all this... Um, is not your question. <laughs> you spoke. You spoke hey, about hey. Cleveland. Yeah, uh, that's fine. Yeah, you're, I mean, because I mean, I didn't even know about Rashard Higgins. So I mean, <laughs> you're here for the ride. You're like, no, yeah. tell me more, Finero. Tell me more. Who else is on that team? Um, yeah. So I, I think that's honestly more likely that that Higgins has a, a more role a bigger role than than Marshall but I'm hoping man I, I'm definitely hoping I, I liked Terrace Marshall more than a little bit coming into this league so yeah and I mean he was going anywhere from like right after Waddle to that like yeah Elijah oh, yeah, Moore Rondell Moore absolutely Amon Ross St. Brown likely taken after Marshall in a lot of our rookie drafts last year and gave us nothing he didn't even give us Rondell Moore. No. <laughs> who, in my opinion, did not show the success that I would really like to see from year one. And I'm going to be honest, I think I probably took this a little bit of a different direction than you did. I want to see where we end up going with it, but for good reason. So I'm excited to get into that. I wanted to really, really quickly give a shout out to Front Yard Fantasy. I was on earlier Thursday, in case the w release <laughs> time. Awesome time. Super fun game show they played. Those guys freaking kill it. You need to download, subscribe, and follow those guys on on Twitter or anywhere you're doing things. Honestly, great show. Super fun. But I know you want to shout out some other guys because of the Campus to Canton draft that you're doing right now. <sighs> And I, I want to say before you get into that, I just want to get it out of the way while I still have your guys' attention. We're going to get in the show. I apologize. But Campus Canton, Code Fever, that has been a huge tool to Finero, as well as the guys he's going to mention here that have kind of just like some great go-to guys for this new format as you hopefully dive into it with us. We have had a lot of people reach out to us. We're finally starting to fill that league. We do need some more. Code Fever, Campus to Canton. Dot com code fever save ten percent all kinds of subscriptions Fenero I know I know you you got some love to give yeah really so, quick really quick Fenero because I know yeah. you got some love to give so I'm in the second half of of the the um, campus the Canton League I, I have all my NFL guys um, and I'm going through my college draft now I'm only in the seventh round and I swear to God there are at least one hundred DMs. Um, from Brandon Lejeune, John Lobb, 
and Felix Sharp himself, who are literally walking me through because trust me, Campus the Canton, the rankings, the ADP, all of it's incredibly valuable. But there are a hundred different ways you can draft your college side. Just a hundred different ways. You can draft it to win the campus side. You can draft it to to draft a real young player with upside. You can draft your your juniors that you know are going to be NFL players. Like there are so many different parameters and I'm just scratching the surface. But those three fellows have been amazing. Obviously, the site has been amazing. And those resources, I, I literally feel like I'm cheating. I like all of those three guys a lot. Yeah. They're all part of our player profiles. Brandon Lejeune at Debbie Deep Dive, Felix Sharp at Sharper View, and then John Lobb, the Gridiron Scholar, Gridiron Skull 91. Could not afford, afford the L, right, John? <laughs> Follow <laughs> awesome all those guys. guys on Twitter. Great resources and honestly, just really nice guys. Easy to talk to, very welcoming. Yeah, They're absolutely. the kind of guys that are happy to talk to you about this, a true passion drive for it so i'm excited to see how your team works out because i know when our league finally fills i'm gonna be leaning on you feverish (laughs) you got here yep so i have to ask what for you like when you're looking at and i know you can almost do this positionally so i want to ask what are you looking for to show the success that you want to see from a rookie wide receiver in year one to feel good about them going into year two. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to throw like some draft capital in this or not, because I know that's a it's part of it. I, I kind yeah. of thought about it, but then you still think of the guys like Amon Ross St. Brown. And even if there's some regression there, he showed me what I want to see. Yep. Draft capital. I don't care if he would have been a first rounder. He showed me what I want to see, but what do you want to see from a wide receiver year one? to show some success. And I know you have got some guys down that you want to talk about a little bit, but what do you want to see year one? Honestly, the biggest thing out of all the different things you want to see, and there there are a lot of them, and they are relative to draft capital. They absolutely are, right? If you're drafting somebody in the fourth round, they might not have to show you so much in order to accrue value or to get excited about them. However, honestly, dude, the biggest thing is opportunity. If If a team or a coach provides opportunity to a player like Amon Ra, right? Amon Ra did not have to play. Amon Ra had um, a non-existent first half of the season. Like he was, he was not exciting to, to watch. I know that you had, you got a little angry at Amon Ra at some point. You had an Amon Ra voice even. Um, yeah, we backed off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, there, the, that, but that opportunity leads to so much. I mean, look at the argument against Amon Ra right now. Oh, well, he's not going to have the same opportunity. Like you just can't, like, Najee Harris. There's a lot of metric bumps on him. Like, well, you know, his yards per carry, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of people that are down on him being elite because of those, but no one can deny the the next three years of opportunity that man's going to have. So he's always going to be way up there. And I think for rookies to earn opportunity, just to be on the field swags, if I have a rookie that I'm seeing is literally getting starting opportunities, but not capitalizing off of them. I'm still excited. Like, I'm just hoping, okay, okay, it's not this game. Okay, it's not that game. All right, I get it. I'm still good. Like, he's still out there all the time. He'll yeah. earn, he'll earn those targets. He'll earn, he'll get a catch. He'll flash. Like, um, so I think that's the number one thing, the most important thing. Then when you get into wide receivers, obviously there's some, you know, there's some, you know, 
places you want to see them, right? Like you want to see six, seven, eight hundred yards somewhere in that. That's a, I know that's a huge range, but no, yeah. But <laughs> I even so I even thought back to 2019. Okay, we've been doing this a while. Yes, and I'm talking about Hunter Renfro. Mm-hmm. And we had Tim Torch on the show, and he oh. Yeah, I remember. Love you, Tim. But he, he laughed. <laughs> I know where you're me going. Yeah, he really stage. did. He really did. When I brought up <laughs> Hunter Renfro, yes. what he done, where it was going, yep. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. By the end of that season, though, you and I, I remember in our conversations, he just had a little bit over 600 yards, a couple touchdowns. Um, by all means, nothing that like sent your fantasy teams on nope. fire. But I distinctly remember our conversation and being like, this is what you want to see in that rookie year from somebody like Hunter Renfro is this not only how he did with the little opportunity that he had that season, but to show the growth that he had throughout the season. And like that 600 yard range, I'm glad that you started with that number because that's kind of where I want to be, especially with even some of the later round draft capital, not those like first round guys that... Drake London, I'd like to see more than 600 yards, to be completely honest with you yeah. with, assuming yeah. a healthy 17. Yep. But like that 600 yards for a rookie wide receiver really isn't that bad, dependent on opportunity. If you know, a lot of these yeah. guys aren't going to just be thrusted into the role of a wide receiver one on their team or have that trust from their quarterback right away, like Jamar Chase did or yep. Justin Jefferson earned so quickly from Cousins. But exactly. Um, sorry. So six to 800 yards. I wanted to throw Hunter Renfro in there, though, because I do remember just kind of like having that like a small benchmark of like, yeah, it wasn't that doesn't sound sexy, but mm-hmm. these guys are rookies like cha- we know the league's faster. We know like we used to know and be a little bit more patient. We have a three year wide receiver breakouts and whatnot. But now we, we don't care about that. Look what Hunter Renfro did in his third freaking year. Yeah, it's the Honestly. same thing. It's the same thing we kind of want to see. um in college, when we do our, our profiles, right? In college, we want to see a good freshman year. You know, we want to see opportunity from that freshman. But we understand that the freshman's not gonna mm-hmm. not gonna be the starter on the team. Very few situations. But then we want to see them build off of that their sophomore year. Then we want to see them build off that again, and hopefully just not play. Like they're good enough now. We're done. Don't be a senior. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Debo Samuel is a senior. Like there's. There, there's players that, that do just fine as seniors as well. But that's kind of what you want to see. You want to see them graduate into the NFL as a junior. And it's kind of the same thing in the NFL, right? When they come in, they're basically freshmen all over again in a new league. They have to earn that opportunity again. You don't have, shouldn't have crazy expectations. That's why uh, Drake London is so valuable right now in Dynasty because he's stepping into just an enormous role, right? Like he's just stepping into that role. Um, that's why some people like Christian Watson, like who the hell is on Green Bay that's going to scare you? Well, oh, well, Christian Watson sounds amazing, right? Sky Moore, Tyree Kill just left. It's all that opportunity going back to the head of the show. Opportunity. Where's it coming from? If rookies get opportunity, that's an easy way to kind of try to rank players. It's like, well, who's just going to get that? And we all do it. Whether we, you know, make that our only variable or not. Do you feel like our expectations should be different for somebody like Christian Watson versus Jahan Dotson? Um, I mean, that's a complicated question. I would say, and I'm also going to be incredibly biased. uh, Yeah, my expectations would be very different for the two. But should they be? I don't know if they should be um, because I can make an argument that, you know, Christian Watson has 
um, a better quarterback. Clearly, I don't think right. that's that's very you know. So that that that's a variable. Maybe a better opportunity. Less. I think he, I think I think he has a better opportunity. Like he hasn't earned it yet. You know what There's I mean? No so Terry I McLaurin. I don't know that. Um. Yeah. So we have that. Yeah. No. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. So Terry's there. He's he's definitely part of of anything that's going to limit and but I feel like, and this is just kind of even kind of going into some of the the part of the show where we talk about fantasy expectations versus maybe rookie fever expectations here today on the show. But I feel like if Watson hypothetically had 700 yards, everybody would almost be like, "Ha, told you he was going to be a bust." But if I agree. had 700 yards, perfect. They'd well be kind said. Of like this is a great track record. I don't agree at all. Like, I know, don't what, disagree what at a all. Way to develop this yep. growth and. Um, and honestly, like it might, you could almost make that case just because of everything you did just say with the different quarterback play yeah. and, but I mean, it's not out of the question either. That goes back to, and some of that's going to play a role in when we get into, um, these players that we selected that goes into expectation too, right? So our expectation of Dotson might be lower than our expectation that most have on Christian Watson. So that plays a role in all of this too. And, and expectation or it could be personal. It could be, you know, a group think it could be, um, mm-hmm. it could be a, a various different reasons on why people don't meet our expectations. And we do shows on that in the off season. And, and I'm excited to do those shows where we kind of look at, you know, like maybe, um, ESPN's projection of like what a player is going to do. We're sure, always, yeah. we're always a little surprised or should be that the numbers are, are a lot lower than, than rookie fever. <laughs> and I don't, I'm not talking about the podcast here, but the actual phrase rookie fever permits, right? Rookie fever you're, you're, wants all of these guys. We're kind of better at that part of it. That, that yeah. particular part of yep. it. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we're better at not getting too realistic? hot. More realistic, but at the same time, I think because we're tracking all year long, we can see early warning signs of something happening to get excited about. And I think some of those go back to opportunity. Some of those go back to um, efficiency. Efficiency is a big one. Like they're not like remember remember how big we were on Chubb. Like oh my god, three carries. I mean the guy the guy gets three carries every game. Like this is this is twenty yards. This, he was like this guy's legit. Like it's game. so <laughs> clear this guy's legit. We were saying that like. Two three games in, you know, and um, and then the high trade happened. Yeah, and boom, your opportunity. Hide your chub. Man, that was I a was talking fun about Carlos class, Hyde. dude. That was yeah. a super fun class. Oh yeah, yeah. We've had some good ones. Yeah, and all of them are. But I think like through being so uber focused on the rookies, sometimes in some of their big games and watching their opp- opportunity, talking to each other, talking here with Dave Wright over the last year or two. Sure. And kind of getting different point of views and then being like, okay, you know what? Like, I want to go back and watch that myself. And then you're like, okay, I saw it. Okay. Okay. I, I saw exactly what you didn't see. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Like I'm not as excited or kind of looking at the plays and the broken plays, whatnot. And, um, seeing what to get excited about. And then what changes on the team as far as opportunity and why did they have their opportunity? I know everybody's like, wants me to, Throw some shade at Amon Ross St. Brown. It's not going to happen today. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I think we've built realistic expectations for some of these rookies here. And like you said, what to watch for, when to watch for. What's some names you've got jotted down? I have a few. Um, I'm going to start with a guy I don't talk a lot about. A running back that uh, Heath Cummings 
when he was on the show, talked a little bit about. I wanted to bring up Tyler Algier. I was trying um, to guess. I wouldn't have. I would have. <laughs> I wouldn't have got it. <laughs> so, Tyler Algier's uh, fantasy projection, um, according to Fantasy Pros, is 382 yards on the season on 100 attempts. I would argue that. At least Twitter Dynasty or Dynasty Twitter is a little higher on Tyler Algier um, than this. But um, I just kind of marked a couple things that would need to happen for for his stock to go up. So he's his ADP right now currently is right around in rookie dress, the, the, the very end of round two, early um, third, like right in that area. I got him in, in the third in, in early drafts. But he's climbing a little bit. Um, Cordell Patterson set career highs in touches last season with 205. <laughs> so that's carries and catches. But that's still 205. Before that, his previous high was 85. Oh, yeah. We're, we're all aware of this, right? We all know this. But the thing that I found kind of interesting is he's 31 years old. 31, right? So if he's a running back and he's 31 years old, how do we all feel about that? Now, okay, you can say, well, maybe there isn't like tread on the tires. Well, they're also holding him out of spring and summer ball. Like he hasn't been around. I, I could see, he, I could see, we talked about opportunity. I could see Tyler Audu's opportunity to simply be that they don't want to do that again to Cordell Patterson. They like him in that role, but both at wide receiver and running back. And they want to kind of just keep him healthy. He's 31 years old, and they want to kind of keep him healthy. I think that's a nice big door for Tyler Algier. Um, he's definitely impressed in training camp. We're hearing that already. Arthur Smith definitely probably would love to go with, you know, a Derrick Henry approach where he just runs the ball a ton. I, to be honest with you, I think he's going to have to in this system. Um, and I think Damian Williams, who they brought in, is a little bit of an issue to bring that up. The elephant in the room. But I could see him becoming the pass catcher on this team. He doesn't need to be the primary back. I could, he's old, he's older as well. So I think Tyler, Tyler Algier, in order to exceed expectations to get into that, oh, I'm excited about this player, needs to get into that 200 touch as opposed to that projection I gave you of 101 touches. That would throw him, according to these projections, up over 800, closer to 900 yards. Now, if Tyler Argeo can do that, we're all going to think his value went up. We're all going to get pretty excited. So I think the one thing that can't happen is he splits with Patterson. The second that happens, I think we we got some problems. And then, of course, we have Mariota. Um, if Mariota or even Ritter, to be honest with you, they're both run run guys, um, they would I'm, – I'm actually thinking Mariota is the better shot to help. Tyler Algier because he just won't be learning on the job. And and I, I, I remember he won't want to run as much. Exactly. He's a running I understand he's a yeah. he's a runner. He's an athletic quarterback, but right. I don't think he'll want to be running exactly. as much. Yeah. Been around the league. But if if Quirrell Patterson sniffs that that touch total he had last year, then we're not gonna be we're not gonna be thinking there's any value in Tyler Algier. We're all gonna think we got way too yeah. excited about him. Yeah. So same question then. Short of somebody like a Saquon Barkley or Najee Harris rookie season. Cause I know like you mentioned, Najee gets a lot of shade, but fantasy wise, he had a great season, really had a great running back season. What kind of success, like how would you measure that success throughout the season, going into the off season to have the value that we want them to have for a yeah. running back, you know, short yeah. of like those studs, you know yeah. what I mean? 
I mean, Tyler Algier is going, he's climbing up a mountain. Um, his draft capital was low to begin with. So let, let's say he has 800 yards. That That's fantastic. I'm stoked. That's a, that's a really good rookie season. Yeah. My only concern is Michael Carter had that replaced. You know what I mean? Like Michael Carter had like 640. Did he? On the ground. Michael Okay, Carter, it was a little lower than that then. Yeah, I, I don't know why I thought like Carter had more. <laughs> just it's uh it's just uh, I think the way people act about him and going into the season and trying yeah. to It's the um, pass catching and it was like yeah, four he games. He might have had another one fifty on he might have had eight hundred yeah. all purpose, to your point. Yeah. I think that's fair. And and I think Miles Sanders did that his his rookie season. Everybody loved him. He had about I think it was eight hundred and fifty yards all purpose. That was it. So if Tyler Algier can pull that off. I, I, I guess the uphill battle part, like I said, I think that's yeah. phenomenal from a stat standpoint, but I just feel like he's not, we've seen like what later draft capital does to running backs. Like they don't, they become kind of what they were drafted to be like um, an ancillary piece. They're not that main cog. And I think that's what Tyler, Tyler would have to have a 1000 yard season to keep that job. In my opinion. Now, could I be wrong? Absolutely. I mean, Atlanta's got a lot of problems. Atlanta's going to have a lot of issues or in the draft. A strong role. Yeah, but but the other thing too is like we all we're playing fantasy, and Atlanta has to. Atlanta can't play like that, right? They gotta they gotta get everybody on the board, and that team's far from good. So you know they're going to need a quarterback coming into the draft. So they're not going to use <laughs> they're not using the high draft capital for. They're going to probably need another wide receiver. What There's about- a lot of pains there. What about a player more like Kenneth Walker, though? Kenneth Walker's on one of my guys. One of the season, you know, end of the season. Like, what would you like to see? I love that you brought that up. Him achieve rather, you know, because you mentioned like it's hard to predict that draft capital because even if you only get like that 800 yards, you're kind of still expendable. Yep. Kenneth Walker is projected to have 671 yards. If he gets 671 yards, that's less than what I just said, Tyler Algier. Everyone's going to be happy. No one's going to be disappointed by that because his lack of yards is already baked in. No one's really giving him the reins this year. No one's really saying, oh, Kenneth Walker, lower your expectations this year. Penny, as long as he's healthy, is going to eat into that, blah, 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 blah. I think Kenneth Walker has to do less than Tyler Algier for people to maintain their mm-hmm. excitement and his value. I really do. I don't I don't think he has to do much. The one thing that obviously – well, there's a couple of things that could increase his value is – is getting at least a 50% opportunity day one, regardless of Penny. Just just day one, he's 50-50 with Penny. I think that's already a plus. Um, a better QB would be fantastic. I don't know if that's going to happen. We just lost another one. Um, and then I would also say just, just showing the ability to catch. Not in shorts, not in preseason, but on the field. Just showing the ability, like an A.J. Dillon, Fournette-type rookie season where he just says, oh, wait, this guy can catch the ball because that's the biggest knock against him. So if he was to do a little bit of that and day one, they're throwing him in 50% because that would be that opportunity or that coach like trust that I want to see. He could have 671 yards like projected here. And I would, I would be very, very happy. Hmm. I, I don't need him to be a thousand yard back this season. I think I'm, I'm, I'm looking at him for 2023 as the guy. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think though, for me, I think I do want a little bit more. Who doesn't want more? And no, I, I want more for this, what we're doing here. Gotcha. Not just for my fantasy team. I want, gotcha. I want more for what we're doing here. I want to start to see those trends that you see at the end of the year with our running backs when they're some of the draft capitals. And like, I think like for me, I feel like we are aware 
that they might start slow. Penny might get some touches. There's going to be that Jonathan Taylor effect when you can kind of team's going to be horrible. Get them a little bit cheaper because everybody's like, oh, see, look at Penny go, and mm-hmm. that's and there's going to be enough buzz to where I think you could probably slip in and try to grab Walker through this part, and then but by like week six, seven, eight, you know, I want to start to see that. A little bit more work. I want to see that they're working them in, starting to get them ready for the 2023 season. I want to see that opportunity share go up to where if we if we have 17, I want 800 from somebody like Kenneth Walker. I want a little bit more than a team that avoided drafting running back until Tyler Algier. You know what I mean? So for me, like I don't need it all up front, but I want to start to see that opportunity grow like we have some of our favorite dynasty running backs today, like even Javante last year with Melvin Gordon. And we kind of said, you know, you got to wait, you got to watch it. And then you start to see it come into play towards the end of the seasons. That's kind of what I want to. Yeah. Javante, I was looking that up. Javante has 200 carry, 203 carries for 900 yards. Yeah. So So you want to, where I want to be, you you want to see that splitting with Melvin Gordon on a team that might need to, I I mean, I know that was Javante splitting with Melvin Gordon, but on a team Mm -hmm. going back to Walker now that might need to run a lot. If those are their quarterbacks anyway, just to keep your quarterback kind of clean. Yeah. Good point. And yeah, I kind of want that 800 yards from Walker on a healthy season, or I'm kind of like, huh, they must not like him that much. Hmm. Yeah, and you might get it. Um, I think the if you got the yards, you aren't going to get the touchdowns um, because the team's going to be bad. But that I think what you're saying is that's okay. Like, just give me the opportunity, give me the yards, show me the efficiency. Like, I get it. He wasn't in the red zone. The team's Never not know, as good. Man. Look at Fred Jackson and MJD they played for the Jags together, and they were both fantasy viable running backs for back-to-back seasons on a crappy crappy team that everybody hated and i remember this because it was always i mean you would even hear it back then like oh i can't draft them i hate that team everybody loves mjd today (laughs) you know what i mean like there's no ifs ands or buts about it because of what he did on the field for that crappy team i'm not saying that's what pete carroll's gonna do with these running backs but i think that yeah man i want to yeah i want to see a little bit more than that 600 from... Yeah, 671 yeah. is the projection, 153 attempts. So you want to get him to the Javante number, which he would get to with sort of, yeah. 50 more fifty more attempts would get him there. To, to leave the season with some value, in my mm. opinion, you know what I mean? And then, like, do your expecta- expectations change for somebody like James Cook because of you might see him playing a different role to be viable in your fantasy league? Or mm. is it still the same expectations of success yeah so so i think and we're a little low on james cook i mean we mentioned that even last week here but still like what do we need to see from somebody like him that could be a ppr back you mentioned you need to see that out of walker but that's what james cook should be doing yeah he's tough because it's going to depend on like where you got him in drafts right so i think i think early in drafts he was going earlier than he's going now so if you were drafting later and you got him later maybe you'll be a little more patient um going from my public nervous announcement to this segment of the show it's going to be tough for me to it's going to be tough for me to paint a picture of like what's i I think he's gonna 
disappoint me period like so i don't know like if i'm okay with that like what does he have to show me like so i guess i get how about this Mm -hmm. if he is as good as a pass catcher as everyone's saying he is one okay two because we haven't seen it the buffalo bills utilize him extensively in that role that would get me excited yeah that would get me excited so he could he could not rush the ball a ton right and just have like ugh. 400 yards rushing, yeah. but then has like 600 yards receiving or like, something crazy like that. James, that's going to change things. Could Singletary be a cheap version of Kamara, Kamara and Mark Ingram? Cheap, Kamara's cheap. rookie season? Like, cause that's, yeah. I mean, is that, what's the real likely outcome? Cause then you have to also, that was Drew Brees. He's not a running quarterback. You yeah. have Josh Allen there. That's what I mean. Love, but I, I mean, just, he's a running quarterback too. So the team has to commit to that and they don't have to commit to that. Like yeah. Allen, Allen and his weapons provide everything they possibly need. You saw that Kansas City game. It's one of the craziest games I've ever seen. The back and forth. It's like, it was it Patrick Mahomes and, and Josh Allen could do whatever they wanted, like over and over again. So Why do they need to dump it off to James Cook? I'm going to start you with 500 yards for James Cook on the ground. Okay. How many receptions and how many yards do you want to see out of him to meet the rest of that success? Thousand yard back combined. So you want 500? Yeah. All purpose? Preferably more. Like 600. 50 receptions? Yeah. There you go. There's a reception. Yep. Because yep. now people are talking about as, as a wide receiver. That's a good, that's a good uh, rookie wide receiver season right there. Yeah. Plus he's throwing in 500 yards on the ground. Ooh, I don't know. Points from your yeah. PPR. Yeah. Now you're cooking. So. Oh, you see where I went there? I mean, now you're cooking. <laughs> so, is that Never feasible? Cooked. Well, it goes back to what I'm saying. Like, if it's those two things, like he has to be that efficient as a pass catcher and running back, but is Buffalo going to use him like that? Meaning, like extensively? That's pretty extensively. That's right. like Saquon Barkley rookie season extensively. Going to use Zach Moss? I mean, I'm not saying advising people to go get Zach Moss for fantasy. Yeah. But I'm saying, are they absolutely not going to use Zach Moss? I think Zach Moss will He's be in there a little bit. Yeah, he'll get shaked in there. Singletary, I think, gets first shot at the lead back in that offense. Yep, and I think he deserves it. Yep. So, yeah, it might be hard to find that thousand yards. All purpose to, but that would get you excited, correct? A thousand yards, yeah. Yes. No matter how he I, gets it, right? Yeah, I think I'd have to. Doesn't buy even matter to James Cook, if right? That's what he did his rookie season with those exactly. other running backs and with Josh Allen. Yeah, I think yep. we'd have to eat a little crow, to say the least. Like yep. you know, and it's not like we hate him. I'm I'm cheering for all these guys. I just try to be realistic. Once it does or doesn't happen, yeah. The shade will come. We just don't know who's going to get it yet. I was just looking at, because um, Miles Sanders came up in my mind. He had uh, 50 receptions, 509 yards in his rookie season. And then he went ahead and threw another 800 on the yard, on the ground. Nice rookie season. 1,300 all-purpose. And we're not even saying Cook needs to do that. Yeah. We're, we're satisfied with 500 on the ground and 600 in the air. And I would be satisfied. I'd be pretty happy about that because he's catching fifty balls. Then that's a lot. That's a lot of PPR points. I'm I'm good with that. What about um, man, like what about Kenny Pickett? What about Kenny Pickett? What What does he have to do to not be Jordan Love? Uh, he has to play. 
And I know that I, know I haven't. That it's totally I don't know that he's starting quarterback like Aaron Rodgers versus Mitch Trubisky. I know that's totally different. Yeah, I'm not comparing that part at all. I, I'm. I would be very concerned if a first round pick doesn't see the field this year, and I. I. I think it's possible. I, I'm not saying it's likely, but I think it's possible that Trubisky plays the whole year, and that would that would scare me a ton. It just would. I don't. I don't. I just. I just. I would not like that. Like I. Yeah. I would be fine with with. With if Herbert hadn't gotten that opportunity, right, and he had to wait nine, ten games like we were predicting before he got uh, in there for Tyrod Taylor, I would be okay with that. I'd be like, okay, no, I get this, blah 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 blah. But Pickett has enough going against him in this class. He's like the elite of this class that nobody right. liked, and so he's got enough going against him because we're talking about fantasy, right? We're talking about like our expectations. We're talking about his value all to be the first right. quarterback off the board. Exactly. Like that's not a lot of love. Um, so I, I would be greatly concerned. So my first thing, my first remark to you right away is he's got to play and, and, and soon, like if he was to earn that job day one, that would be saying a lot for me. If they, if they started him day one, it would be the converse of my concerns that I brought up that he might not even play this season. Was that a huge sell? Kenny Pickett? If you can <laughs> kind of, I mean, man, I have a share and I feel like nobody wants it. Nobody cares. Everybody's just like, huh? Who's he's he? that he's that guy you, you don't want to like almost, right? Like I think there's enough going against him right now. He's just not he's he's like the unpopular kid in school. Like can't you don't you, you don't really Goff. want to like him. You know hmm? it's bad when you can't get Jared Goff though. Can't get Jared Goff, really. I mean it's yeah. You know? Yeah. I'll try it. I'll shoot the trade the, out after the show. The one thing I'll say about Pickett that that not enough people talk about is his mobility. So I think if he was given an opportunity, I think his wheels would give um, fantasy points. Doesn't mean like it's going to be a good idea for um, for the team to start him or, or or play him. But I do think fantasy wise, there could be like a a, a bump there that we're no we're not talking about. Yeah, he needs to start with or without a Mitch Trubisky injury. I don't think that part matters. But then he needs no. to light the world on fire. He has a, a great weapons. Let's be honest with you. If he starts week eight Good because point. Mitch goes down yeah. and he has those weapons and right. then the second half of the season, it's just awful. Yeah. That's just as bad as not playing, in my opinion. It might be worse. Yeah. Because we've seen quarterbacks not play or play two games like Trey Lance and not lose any value. Mm -hmm. But if he was in that scenario that you just mentioned that people already don't like his tiny hands, he's going to lose value. Yep. He's going to lose value. Fields has yeah. lost value. Fields has absolutely lost value. Yeah. So, and I didn't want to completely throw like the, what does a quarterback have to do when we're talking about this class? Or what does a tight end have to do when we're talking? And tight ends are so fluky anyway. Like yeah, people don't understand how awesome one. Kyle Pitts was last year. Yeah. Just because he didn't have those touchdowns. But, and this class is tough to talk about with quarterbacks. So did you have any other players jotted down? I know you had a few you said you wanted to get to. Yeah, so I also put down um, a guy that I have been talking about um, all off season that I guess at this point is is one of my guys, and that's Jalen Tolbert. So I was trying to figure out what does Jalen Tolbert have to do since I own Jalen Tolbert and David Bell just about everywhere. What what is and the reason I David Bell is on my list if you want to talk about him, but I left them out because so much of it has to do with Deshaun Watson, and so I left that out for a minute, and I put Jalen Tolbert first, and. Um, 
I have him, I have, obviously the things that he needs to do is he needs to earn early targets. I think we're just assuming that because Gallup's out that he just immediately goes in. I'm not there yet. I, I think the, I think there's absolutely the opportunity of that. I'm more concerned about, honestly, Dalton Schultz lighting it up during that period of time. Do you know what I mean? Like we can talk about wide receivers all we want. I, I could see CD Lamb just freaking eating and Dalton Schultz being the wide receiver too on this team. And let's not forget. Zeke catches the ball a ton, right? So I have three possible pass catchers that could easily have more receptions than Jalen Tolbert in what we'll say six to eight games that maybe he gets because Scallops, you know, trying to get back onto the field. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he needs to earn early targets. In other words, that's that thing that we talked about at the head of the show. Oh, they clearly like this kid. Like he's in a lot. Like they're using him in all these. Like he's he's inside. He's outside because he can do both. Like they they're trying to get him the ball. We've seen that like on rookie fever. You and I look at that. We look at snap counts. We look like, no, this guy, this guy. And then you want to see efficiency. All right. So when he starts catching the ball, what is he doing with it? Does he have yards after the catch? So we're going to need to see that too. Gallup was given a huge deal. That's the other big problem. Mm-hmm. So, so not only does Tolbert need to take advantage of the, the small sample size where he gets to, which is that six to eight games, I'm calling it. But he needs to earn his way into a target share that pushes a $62 million wide receiver aside. Yeah. So I think he needs 800. I think he needs 800 yards. He needs 800 yards. Yeah. He he has to have 800 yards. Baseline. I I think he almost needs Dallas to be playing from behind all season (laughs) for you to get what you want. Yeah. And And, that's being totally serious. Yeah. That's that's when. That's look at the records. That's when, that's when Dallas wide receivers are at their best. I just don't know how much I believe in Dak, yeah. like some other people do. I like Dak, but I'm yeah. just like, I don't know. You know, I don't know if he's a guy. And like you said, Gallup coming back, C.D. Lamb, Dalton Schultz, Schultz alone. I think he's good for eight, nine hundred yards as a tight end, and that that would meet my expectations for Dalton Schultz. I'm going to get fourteen hundred to C.D. Lamb. That's twenty two gone. Give 500 to Zeke. We're at 27. I think the offense is good for 42 to 47 through the air. So we've got some yards left over for these guys still, but it depends on how they spread it out and who stays healthy. Fantasy pros projected 45 receptions for 588 yards. Hmm. So that's close to Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Yeah. That's to, getting to there. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I think he needs 800. Especially he's, with those other weapons. Yeah, he's going to So then what is he to you at best? More. Is he Tyler Boyd? But his ceiling ever or this year? Forever. Oh. With CeeDee Lamb and Gallup. I mean, Tyler Boyd is a very good wide receiver. He just happens to be like... He's 800 yards. Yeah, I mean, but but a, but a big part of that is they brought in two really good wide receivers. I think, yeah, but that's I think his situation. That's it that's, is his situation. His situation. And in all fairness, right? C.D. Lamb good is running back, brought yeah. in a tight end. What do you think of Gallup? I'm not as high on him as most. Right. Okay, I so understand we, it. He so we have a, a big contract season. I think his right. second year was it. He had a yep. really good second yep. season. The opportunity was there for him. He took advantage of it. That's what we said we want to see, you know. Right, I, right. I think he's an admirable wide receiver too for exactly. for a NFL team. Yeah, so I think that's like we've seen players sign big contracts and not live up to them, right? And Gallup is it's not just last season that Gallup's had some injury issues as well. 
and Tolbert has decent draft capital. That's 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 the answer to your question. Is Tolbert going to replace Gallup in this offense? If so, he's gonna he's gonna he he can be right. a one thousand yard. And, and I receiver. definitely don't think Gallup if, is though. T Higgins. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, and and Dallas throws the ball a ton. So if if Tolbert becomes a wide receiver two on this team in twenty twenty three, then then his ceiling is much higher than Tyler Boyd. Okay, but I I just do that's that's a lot to 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 hypothesize here in uh, in early July. Yeah, it is. Anybody else you wanted to throw at me? Um, I just brought. I'll I'll go quickly through David Bell. David Bell's projections are. 25 receptions on three with uh, for 312 yards, so very very low. Um, he's being drafted as a wide receiver, 93, very very low. As you know, David Bell and Damian Pierce are my two highest owned rookies from this rookie class. Uh, what needs to happen? We need to see him do something with Brissett, and that's a big jump because a lot of good players have not done well with Brissett throwing the ball. And we, I, I think you and I can both agree that he's going to be in there for at least half the season. Can we agree to that? Like we got eight games here. Yeah. I, unless they make a trade for another quarterback. Yeah. He seems yeah. like he's going to be the starter, maybe all season. I need to see him get open because he's not a measurable guy. He's not going to, he's not a speedster. He's not going to, he's not going to beat you like that. It needs to be kind of the way Amon Ra won last year. We were going to need to see that. Um, I want to see his snap count go up from week to week. I want to see that earning um, happen. Um, and then the one thing that just absolutely can't happen, which I'm not not too afraid of, but there can't be a Don- Donovan Peoples-Jones breakout. Like, that that can't happen, or David Bell's dead. So I think there's just as good of a chance, though, that you see Donovan Peoples-Jones. Absolutely. The and then not to why, mention why would there not be? David Njoku and Amari Cooper, yep. the two running backs. So yeah, it, it'll be David Bell is almost David Bell is one of those players like you you need that six hundred yard oh yeah floor almost to a hundred percent agree and then he's somebody that you would obviously have to I think everybody on this team that hasn't shown success yet will have to be reevaluated yeah when we know what the actual quarterback situation is going into twenty twenty two and beyond. Yeah, that's why I kind of feel like um, my expectations have already been lowered. I was excited because I thought he was going to be tethered yeah. to Sean Watson, right? So my expectations are already been lowered. So it's it's typically the same way, like if I go in to see a movie. So if I'm really excited about a movie and everyone tells me, oh, the not the new Doctor Strange movie, it really isn't that good. So I go out and I watch it, and I'm like, it wasn't that bad. I feel like that's the same thing here. My expectations are so low now because of this first year for him that I'm going to root for him because I own so much of him. And if I see something, I'm going to be like, it's not that bad. Like, he's with Brissett. Like, there's some upside here with Watson next year. I could see myself at least talking talking into that narrative because I wanted to like him so much. So if I see enough, a fraction of what I think he could be with a Brissett, who's a career backup, and then I see an elite quarterback, like Deshaun Watson come in, I'll get excited again. Yeah, it's tough. I think I think Brissett's going to be as good as the secondary isn't. Anytime mm. he's going up against a tough secondary, I just don't think it's going to be yeah fun for him. I don't think he's going to have really good days. He's going to take lots of hot baths, and they're going to run the ball. And I think a ton. it's going to be going to run a lot. Read, yeah, yeah, they're going to run, and it's going to run a lot. One read to Amari yeah. Cooper, one of the Dump best ball passes to hunt the league. Yep. I don't feel good about any of the inexperienced players. Yeah. 
I, I and dude, the Browns. I think you nailed it. I really do. Like, I think we, I think we have a pretty clear picture that that Boston is not going to play significant time this year. And your first year as a rookie means a lot. It means a lot to the coaches, the team. Like, you only get to see a fraction of what a player could be if they just don't get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, 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 I am very concerned um, about that. I almost had uh, David Bell on my. Uh, just didn't have the heart to do it on my public nervous announcement last week, but um, we'll have we'll have some more public service and uh, it, that public one, I mean, nervous I, I think there's cause for concern, you know, yeah, honestly. Absolutely. Definitely a public nervous announcement. It doesn't mean we yeah. don't want them to do good, but it's kind of yep. like we're, I heard it in your voice, feverish. I heard it in your voice. <laughs> I'm going to throw a trade at you. Yeah, give it to me. With a with a story. Oh, I love a good so story. This is, this is at... Lance K underscore FF in Twitterverse. And this is Michael Pittman and a 2023 second or your boy, Jerry Judy and a 23 first Judy in the first, please. Yeah. I want to rank these for you really quick. In my opinion, 23 first Pittman, Jerry Judy, 23 second. I would give this first for either of these wide receivers. So there's no way in heck that one of them should have Jerry Judy and a first on that side. Okay. This was about 33 to 67% on Twitter. And I think that anybody that thinks you should have to pay Jerry Judy and a first to acquire Pittman is a little bit off base on their value and what Jerry Judy and that first could foreseeably do for your team. Sure. I just want to throw a little caution out there when you're throwing like straight up first at a, a wide receiver to say the least, it just might not even be worth it depending on who that wide receiver is. Yeah. And for me, as much as I like, I like Pittman actually, I, I want to get attached. I, I agree. Don't mind Jerry Judy and getting attached, especially I feel like there's enough shade to be able to do it, but I'm not giving you a first for no. either of them, let alone another player on top of it. I just can't do it. I saw another one. I'm looking for actually who it was, but 103 this year or Hollywood. Marquise Brown. That's 103 in 2022. So I don't have the handle. I wanted to give the handle. I can't find it, but it's 103 or Hollywood Brown. And that's 103 in this draft? This draft. Uh, I'm probably doing Drake, London, or Marquise Brown. Yeah, I think. Garrett Wilson or Marquise Brown. Yeah, I, I damn it, rookie fever. I think I'm doing 103. Damn it, rookie fever. <laughs> I think I'm doing 103. I, I mean, I know, I know when rookie fever comes on. That that was definitely rookie fever. I also don't really like have a lot of Hollywood. Um, and last year I felt like he was really coming on. And 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 again, I, I feel like he's in a in, in a decent situation. He, he moved to 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 uh, to be with Kyler. Um, His college quarterback. I think I'm still taking the 103. Yeah, me too. I'm gonna guess that I'm gonna guess this was closer though. The poll? Or there wasn't was, a poll. It was about like a sweep of about eighty percent on the pick side. Oh, okay. Okay. You know we got that rookie fever. Yeah. You, you know about that. So this is a huge one. This is at FF Reapers. Huge trade here. This is Kenneth Walker. We got some rookie fever on one side. Kenneth Walker, Traylon Burks. And depleted Devi picks. That's all it says. Depleted Devi picks. Or Aaron Jones, Elijah Mitchell, and Mike Evans. <laughs> we got rookie fever to That's like that's like Dynasty versus redraft right there. Yeah, it's from what running to walking really quick. Like 
Yeah. Um, well, the one the one thing I'll say about Burks is uh, this time of year we 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 usually only hear a lot of good news, uh, even about the vets. Like, oh my God, they're in the best shape of their life, or um, boy, does this guy look amazing? Like he's so fast. Like this like, this guy's earning the, the the starters reps already. Like we're not hearing great things from Burks, and it's anything and, good. and it's coming. It's it's just bad, and good it's coming. Should be easy to hear. It's coming. Point. Yes, it's coming from players and coaches and just all over the place. So so he he is like the epitome of a public nervous announcement right there. Walker, I like. Mm-hmm. Depleted Debbie, I'm going to forget about for a second. And, and you just, almost have to. I don't even know what they were. Yeah, I'm I, just going to in I my mind. I'm just going to think it's like a third. <laughs> just a few just, of them. It just a to kind of depleted Debbie. Picks. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, so Walker and Jones and Evans are league winners this year. Right. Like I love Jones well, and Evans see, in 2022. On the other side of it though, the only one <laughs> that I really want to get attached to is Mike Evans to be completely honest with you. I love I'd, Aaron I'd Jones this rather year. I'd have AJ Dillon any day of the week than Aaron Jones. Yeah. But this year I really like Aaron Jones. Um we just don't get to talk about non-rookies that often, so I'm going to say that. I love Are Aaron Jones. You on the geezer side of this? I think I It's known quantity over unknown quantity. Mitchell's Mitchell's gonna beat the the depleted Debbie, <laughs> and then it takes Do you me think to that you could make this trade and like at a certain point in the season make a move of Aaron Jones and Elijah Mitchell and maybe get Walker back. Yeah, I love you that. You know what I mean? Yeah, Something dude, give yes. or take. I know it yes. might not be easy to acquire the yes. same exact player with the same exact team, but maybe yes. at a certain point, like because my or even I really like this year. Yeah, or you even even it. even if you yeah, I mean that's the way to go. I yeah. I've been I like I had Aaron Jones on a team that I um flipped for Sutton straight up, and it was simply because I was just trying to get a year ahead on on Aaron Jones. So I think Aaron Jones's value is going to go down next year. Even if he has a really good year, I think it just goes down. It's going to go down. It's going to go on exponentially after that. So you're looking at a two-year guy. Elijah Mitchell has already been drafted into a, a concern by by uh, Davis Price being picked in the second round. Um, so there's, there's like that age problem there. So you said the old man side. But I do like your thought. There's more time on Jones, right? I can sell Jones, like you said, towards the end of the season um, and and hold Evans, really. But you have a lot of options there where I feel like you have a lot of prayers on the other side. Yeah. As much as I like Walker, I'm going to take the, the old heads. Fenero, guess what? What? I am at Swagzilla Zero G and you are at Artbark TV. That is at Artbark TV. I am telling you to go out and follow at Rookie Fever ASAP Finero on the fly. Let's say 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Give or take. Brees Hall expectations to show success through the 2022 season for you to feel good leaving it with him on your roster. Uh, I'm going to feel good about Brees Hall no matter what, but I, I want I want and believe that he can achieve 13 on, 1,300 all-purpose yards, no problem this year. Yeah. Even on that Jets offense. Yep, no problem. 1,300 yards counted in the bank. I like it. I love it. And I want some more of it. Go to Dynasty Nerds. Put in code FEVER. This is at Rookie Fever. And we are out. My imagination has a higher success rate than any analytic model.
Rookie Fever. 